This whole morning has been changed. My whole sermon has been preached already. So that was easy just to let that rock. This morning I want to preach a message called Victorious. Victorious. Somebody should get more excited with that word, victorious. Listen, I am sick and tired. Or I was sick and tired hearing that I'm supposed to be, live a life of victorious. That I'm an overcomer. That I'm more than, not less than. I'm supposed to be the head, not the tail. But my whole life has not been that. It was a life of depression. Do you know how hard it is to be something you're not? Do you know how hard it is to act like something that you're not? For you to feel like you fit in, you have to do something drastic like get drunk all the time? Because you didn't like who you were? Amen. Let's get into the scripture. Amen. Romans 8. If you could just remain standing for this scripture, I promise I'll be quick. Romans 8. What then, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not, not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that who raised, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written. For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers... Neither height nor death nor anything else in all the creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> Father God, we thank you for your love. We thank you that no matter what we've been through, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're going to go through, Father God, no one, nothing can separate us from your love. We thank you for loving us. So, Father, I ask right now that you will continue that same peaceful spirit, that same breakthrough spirit that I was saying this morning will still linger in this place. Let my words be your words, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for being patient. Listen, when I tell you the whole message has been preached already, Lee, thank you for being sensitive because that, that prophetic call uh, going coming against depression. I will show you my notes afterwards. I, that's where I wanted to end the service. So the altar call has been done already. But amen, we're going to leave here in a celebration. Because I believe 
that victory is in the midst. Let me start off with two quotes. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. For without victory, there is no survival. Victory is won not in miles but in inches. Conquer a little now. Hold your ground and later conquer a little bit more. I'm not going to stand here and tell you and, and, and preach about a story in the Bible. I'm going to tell you my story. My complete story. Jesus. When I was a kid, I was a chicken. It took me long to learn how to ride a bike because I was scared to get hurt. I was scared. I was scared to be me. All I wanted to do is be down. All I wanted to do is be accepted. And I wasn't accepted. At least I didn't feel like I was accepted. By all means, this is not a pity party. Let me start by saying that. Because I'm much different. But then at 13, I gave my heart to the Lord. And I knew I gave my heart to the Lord. I felt God. But from 13 to 21, I had one foot in and one foot out. I thought that was going to be the difference in my, in my life. I thought for sure. I got God now. So, so, so life has got to be much better than, than what it was when I was a kid. That wasn't the case. Because the way I saw myself was a fat, pimple-headed teenager that no one liked. That is the truth. I thought very little of me. I didn't like me. I would try to do everything I can hang out with the, the, the people I thought that was going to make me look cool. I drank so much that to this day, there's people that I bump into and they don't even know my real name. But they know me as, as a name that they nicknamed me after a beer. That's sad. Some may laugh. I do laugh at now, but my wife hates it. It is embarrassing. But I'm not that person no more. My adult life came, I thought for sure. Oh, man, I got to get real with God. I've been playing church. That is the problem. I've been playing church. So I got real with God. At 21, I heard a message from who was my youth pastor at the time, Pastor George, get real. I still got the cassette. That was way back. Cassette. I said cassette. I just don't have a tape deck to play the cassette. But anyway, I, the title was Get Real With God. I remember. And I remember that while wow, I've been playing church, I've been coming here on a Friday night youth, leaving, go out and party, hang out. One person here knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> we would go out, party, hang out, all the way to Sunday morning, come back Sunday morning, don't know how we got away with it, give God praise, give him some worship, hang over probably, and play church. But at 21, my life got rocked. 21, everybody that was with me, we got rocked. S stuff started happening. We started to cry out. We started to get real. I started to get real with God. 
And I started to dive in the word, and I came with that scripture that was also spoke to this morning. In this world, this is Jesus speaking, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome this world. Listen, I hated the last part. Take heart, I have overcome the world. Because the only thing I focused on was in this world, you're going to have trouble. I was sick and tired of trouble. My whole life, I, I would question God. God, why was I created? Why? I didn't ask to be brought in this world. Why? So I could be beat? So I could be disliked? So I could have all this doubt and fear? I was walking. I was a prisoner in my own doubt, in my own fear. I had invisible chains on me, and those chains represented doubt and fear and depression. That was my life. People, I'm going to be 40 years old in a couple months, and I just, this past year, started to realize I am not who I thought I was all those years. I am not who people spoke to me and told me I was going to be. I'm not what people expected me to be. I am who God designed me to be. And I say that proudly. I say that proudly. And I realize, wait a minute. It is meant for us to go through stuff. I was going about it all wrong. I was getting closer to Jesus to get out of my mess. See, I realized that life is not fair, but God is still good. God will still be glorified. I looked at all these stories in the Bible and all these men of God, Paul, what he went through, uh, Joseph, Job, all these people that they went through. Oh, my goodness, I couldn't believe it. It's not fair. And I, and, I, and I felt like just like them. And I love it when David says in Psalm, this is where I feel sometimes. But I love, I love it because if you know David, he's a man after God's own heart. He wasn't a prisoner of, of doubt. He was a prisoner of God's love. He was not a perfect man, but he knew at the end what God, God was going to have a breakthrough. He knew at the end who to turn to. Listen to this cry. He was obviously going through something. He says in Psalm 13, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. Talk about dramatic, right? And my enemy will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But listen to what he says after all that complaining. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. People, my mistake was I was focusing on the negative. No wonder I'm still, I was still messed up all those years. I had to rearrange my focus. I, I had to ask him a question. I said, I said, I felt God telling me, God doesn't need me, but still wants me. But we, well, I, I said, I, I desperately need God, but don't really want him all the time. Think about that. God doesn't need us, but yet still wants us. 
But we desperately need God but don't really want him most of the time. Then I felt kind of convicted and I came to a point where it's like, wow, am I in love with God or just his stuff? Let's ask ourselves that question right now. Are we in love with God? Meaning, are we going to be in love with God just when he gets us through? Or are we going to be in love with him when we're going through? And not to get out of what we're going through. Victory, see, I, I lived my life thinking victory was, was something that we have to win. We have to overcome. That is victory. But that's not all about victory. Victory is, 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 is in your mess, in your, in your mess of your trial and, and, and your, your funk and, and, and you're not feeling it or, or whatever. You realize, I'm going to worship God anyway. Your, your circumstance might not change. But we're going we're gonna to read James chapter 1. And we're going to understand, I'm, I'm going to show you what I understood and what God spoke to me about my trials, my life. James 1, I'll read it in a couple minutes, but he reminds us that in reality, that even in the Christian life, there are trials and temptations. However, the Christian does not have to be a victim of his circumstance, but can have victory even in times of trials and testings. James is going to tell us no matter what the trials of the outside, we can experience victory through faith in Christ. Listen, I learned faith does not make things easier, but it makes things possible. Think about that. I live my whole life thinking faith is going to change my circumstance. It is and it can, but it doesn't make it easier. It makes things possible. First time I'm using an iPad, by the way, so bear with me. I'm not, a, you know. James 1, chapter, no, chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding for, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of the life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Verse 16, don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from he Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. That we might be a kind of first fruits of all created. Amen. Technology, I'll tell you. Okay, what does he say? Consider it pure joy. Right in, in the first thing I read. Consider it pure joy. The first thing I learned in, in trials and tribulations is consider it all joy. What does the word consider mean? To think carefully about 
to contemplate, to reflect on, to regard, to think, to believe, to bear in mind, to pay attention to. Sometimes we go through something and we don't want to look how we got there. We want to run from it. We don't want to take responsibility. We need to look at a whole trial, the whole test. When you study for a test, you need to study the whole thing, everything that's got to be on the test, not just, just to get by. We need to consider investigate fully. It does not say if trials come, but when they come. People, we need to expect that we're going to go through something. Let's look at the big picture. The second thing we need to do is we need to understand God's timing is not our timing. God's way is not our way. See, we spend too much. All right, I'm not going to say we. I'm not gonna, I don't want to act like I'm beating around. I spend too much time complaining to God. You ever travel with a child long distance? My son is not here. Awesome. And you hear something like, are we there yet? No, no, Bobby, we're not. Five minutes will pass. Are we there yet? No, 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 no. Five minutes, ten minutes will pass. When are we going to get there? I don't know, but... And I try to tell them the time. That's too long. You're not driving fast enough. Forget the cops, Bobby. You got the card. Just go. Anybody knows my son, you know his mouth, right? Isn't that us sometimes with God when we're going through a trial? God, why am I going through this? How long do I have to stay in my mess? When are you going to get me out? I remember as a teenager, for once, God, I would like to hang out with my friends, my boys, go to a party while being drunk. Remember, I had to get nice. I had to get tipsy, whatever you want to go. I had to get to a point where I'm not me no more, just to feel like I fit in. That was exhausting. I remember when I was an adult, I was single. I hated being single. All I wanted was that one. Oh, that's all I ever wanted. Never had that one. And even when I found the one, she ran. For a lot of years. Thank God she's not here. But she's probably listening. But let me get real. I was single and I was miserable. I thought that if only I found the one, all my problems would, would be resolved. I've been married 12 years, going to 12 years. And no, a lot of those problems are not resolved. If anything, they got worse. Because I wasn't technically, or spiritually, I wasn't ready to deal with another problem. Because I was still dealing with my issues. A problem, let me tell you, for the single folks, listen, a man or woman is not going to help you and complete you. Listen, I struggle with it. And now that I'm married, no way. And I'm happily married, don't get me wrong. But it's hard. 
Because you don't have to just deal with your mess and your funk and your... Because you marry, you become one, so you, you, you just pick up everything else. As they picked, she picked up my mess. That's not fair for anybody else to pick up my mess. Finances. I grew up on welfare. I grew up in the projects. I was always broke. I remember on the side, I used to do a, I used to be a clown for little kids' parties. <laughs> With the makeup and, and, and hair and, and papo, you, you could attest to this. I used to, whatever, all the kids' party. Used to make good money, exhausted. I had these, these drape, uh, these pants made out of drapes, heavy drapes. Okay? I was so broke, there was no money to do laundry. Guess I went to high school with the drape pants, and I tried to get away with being cool. Got made fun of. But you know what? Because I care, I, was, I worry about what people thought about me. I was almost like I was in the middle of the ocean. And I got this vision. I was in the middle of the ocean, and I was stuck in the middle of the ocean, just me. Nothing to lean on. I was swimming. I, I was tired. My arms felt like they were going to fall off. My legs felt like they were going to be numb because I was swimming so hard. And I was crying out, God, God, save me. Get me out of this mess. Get me out of this ocean. Then a helicopter comes. This is a vision. This is comes with a, a ladder to save me. And I said, no, I don't want that. I want God to save me. Then a boat comes by to pull me up. No, I want God to save me. Guys, we need to understand God's ways are not our ways. We're so blinded that we think God has to come in this bright light. Oh, and the angels got to sing. And then, and then we see his hand. And we, and we see him like, like he looks like the pictures of everybody's house. And, and, and we want him to save us. No, God doesn't work like that. God uses people. He created everything so he will use everything. Amen? Oh, this is another knowledge that I got. I like this one. I think I heard this way back. Some of you might feel like you're on a cliff and you're hanging on for dear life. Underneath you is nothing but dark shadows. You cannot see anything. And you have a relationship with God so you hear him. And you're crying out, God, save me. This is going to hurt. Save me. I don't want to get hurt no more. He's saying, let go. God, you're bugging out. It's dark down here. I'm not, I'm not Spider-Man. This is going to hurt. I'm going to die. Mark, let go. Let go. God, are you blind? Do you see what's underneath me? Let go. To find out letting go, it was only a foot away from the ground. See, we may not see what God is, how God is moving. We may not see what God has for us, but we need to trust God. The only way to do that is we understand who God is. Tap in. Listen, faith is like working out. Don't get excited, Ephraim. G Fitness. But I got this analogy of going to, going to the gym and working out. Faith is like, it's like, it's like a muscle. 
a way is like sin. Listen, if you're living a life of sin, you're going to be a fat Christian. Or if you're not saved, a fat person. You're going to have God if you're a Christian, but if you're not doing anything, if you're not living by God, if you just come here on Sunday and get your Christianity on, but go out there and your life is a mess because you're living like a mess, you're going to be a fat Christian. And if you're not doing, I'm sorry. I know that sounds harsh. But you're going to be out of shape Christian. How about that? That sounds better. Right? An out of shape Christian. But what do you need to do? You need to work out. You need to diet. You need to spend time in God's presence. You need to come here on a Wednesday night prayer and spend more time with God. You need, when, when there's discipleship, you, you're just saved and you don't know the Bible? Go to discipleship when it's available to you. That's the only way you're going to learn the Bible. Try reading it on your own. You're going to be lost. Trust me. I still get lost. Thank God for Pastor Gary. Got him on speed dial. Thank God I got somebody like Nat. Those of you who don't know Nat, he's a, he's a, he's a person. Uh, he's always in the word. And he's, a, he's an educated person. Thank God I got people. I surround myself with those kind of people. Amen? Testing works out for us, not against us. Hmm. I'm skipping a lot because we did everything this morning, amen? These trials are only to test our faith, to show us strong and pure. Trials help us to mature. How do we mature? We, we get more pain. The more time we spend, we get more patience and endurance. See, victory is not when we overcome something. Victory is when we have the ability to keep going when it's tough to keep going. I like that. I feel like a rapper for a second. I was going like this. I got rap fest. Like I got baptized in rap yesterday. Amen. Listen, I opened up with traveling with kids, and my my son, how he drives me crazy, and I have to threaten him to throw him in the trunk, and I don't really I'm gonna throw him in the trunk, but he drives me crazy. Okay. But I realized, wait a minute, he's too immature to understand the journey. Immature people are often impatient. They want the blessings of maturity without walking the road of growth. The only way God can develop is our patience and our character if we go through the trials. Listen, the only way, my son is here, the only way we're going to, our children, our t- teenagers, our, our kids are going to, they need to learn how to walk on their own. They need to fall. They're going to get bumps and bruises. I was scared to get bumps and bruises. Sometimes I'm too scared to try anything now because I'm scared of what people are going to think about me. I hate the way I look. I hate the way I sound. That's why I kept saying I, I can't even hear my voice on, on a, an answering machine or a message. If you call me, you would know it's my daughter's voice on my voicemail. Because I, 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 I always dislike the way I sound. Listen, it's not a pity party. That's who I was, I was brought up. That's, that's, that's the way it is. But I, I now know to, for, I, we all want the testimony, but we don't want to go through the test. Think about that. We think reading and, and memorizing scripture and hearing sermons and praying is going to get us. Listen. I spent so much time in church because I thought that was, I thought church was a good reason why I was going to get out of my mess. 
I had keys to open it. Keys. I'm not talking about this church, the church I came from. I had keys to open and close. I used to open, prepare the sound, prepare the sanctuary, clean the sanctuary, clean the bathrooms. I spent so much time, I practically lived there. I was there for every service because I didn't want to miss out. But, I, but, but the real reason is not because I didn't want to miss out because I thought, I thought that was going to be my change. I used to go every service and say, God, have your way. But is this the time I'm going to find my future wife? But that was the back of my mind. Okay? God, is this when somebody's going to give me a check? Somebody out of nowhere and give me, write me a check and say, oh, God told me to write you a check. And I was going to get out of my financial funk. Somebody was going to give me a lotto ticket and I was going to be the winning lotto ticket. Hey, I serve a God. Why not, right? But God doesn't work like that. God said, no. You're probably in your mess because you made, you made wrong decisions. So make the right ones. Look at the full picture. Know that my way is not your way and change. The third thing, Pastor E, you can help me out. This is my almost favorite thing to do and it's the hardest thing I'm always going to do. And that is surrender. After you know God, after you know about God, we need to surrender. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I was at this point going to come against depression. Believe did prophetically. People, we walk too much in lack. Too much in defeat. Too much with our heads down. I hate depression. I hate lack. I hate, I can't stand people that talk down to people and make people feel like they're less than. I can't stand it. Because we're not less than. We're God's chosen people. We're God's child. He's the king. That makes us what? Prince and princesses. What does surrender mean? To yield everything. To give oneself up. To abandon. To relinquish. To yield or resign the favor of another. To give oneself up as into the power of another. To submit. We serve an awesome God. But why do we say he's awesome? Because we're hoping he blesses us. That's, that's me. I'm not talking about anybody else, of course. But if that's you, speak to yourself now. Ask yourself that question. Do you love God or do you love his stuff? You can love his stuff. I'm not saying that his stuff is good, trust me. His way? Listen... Thank God I married who I married because all the other ones I ran after, I probably would have been having like three divorces right now. But that was God holding, holding, holding blessing back. He said, no, your time is coming, but you need to go through some stuff. I'm not where I'm at, where God wants me to be totally, but I know I'm headed there. I now know enough to, to let, me, let, let me surrender. And let me tell you, when I mean surrendering, don't say it. Don't come on Sundays, I surrender all. I did that 20-something years and it got me nowhere. 
blessing meant to be a lifestyle. God has three tasks for us. For us, in us, and through us. He died for us. We got salvation. He's in us. We are his workmanship. Literally, that means masterpiece. This is called sanctification. God builds our character so we become more like him. Sino. We need to stop being what we think we need to be and be who God wants us to be. That was my problem. I practice the saying, I say, I say, less of me, more of you. 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 I wake up in the morning, less of me, more of you. This morning, I want less of me, more of you. Because I don't like me. But through you, I love me. Less of me, more of you. That's surrendering. And then through us, this is service. He created us to do the good things he planned for us. But we can't even do his will because we're so beat up all the time. Victorious. We are made to be victorious. Does that mean we're going to be totally free? Maybe. But if not, we're still victorious. We got to believe that we will, when we walk in victory... We're not even going to notice our victory because we're walking in victory so much. We must surrender our will to His. If we face trials without our surrender will, we're going to remain immature infants. We're too busy searching for earthly and material resources to get us through the trials. Praying that we get a prophetic word and, and God speak to us. Anybody go to church and say, God speak to me, but I want a word. I want, I want specifics. No, God is already talking to you. Which do you love more? This or me? That's what God is telling us this morning. You're in a financial bind? God is saying, which do you love? The stuff that you want or me? You want a mate? Which do you love more, me or a mate? You want a job? A specific job? Which do you want? That money, that paycheck, or me? I asked Ephraim, Pastor E, to, to, to sing this song. I don't want an old school because we already did it. But if, if you heard anything I said today, and you want to start understanding God, and you're never going to understand him completely because just when you think you got it all figured out, something is going to happen bad. I'm telling you something. I don't want to figure out God, but I want to know God. I want to know God. God, I can never figure you out, but I want to know you enough that when I go through something, you're with me. It might hurt, but I got you with me. I want you to listen to these words and if that's you today you can stand, you can kneel, you can come up you can do a flip, whatever you want to do but just get into a surrender kind of mode and don't just let it be words but let, you, let your spirit connect with God 
Because it's something when we, we, we can say it to a blue in the face, I surrender. We can sing it. We can try to sound like him. We can sing it passionately. But it's something when we, our spirit connects. Deep down inside, we say, God, God, I surrender.
am a member of God's household. I am secure. I am a dwelling for the Holy Spirit. God's power does work through me. I can approach God with freedom and confidence. I know there's a purpose for my sufferings. I can't grasp how wide, long, high, and deep Christ's love is for me. I am completed by God. I can bring glory to God. I have been called. I can be humble, gentle, patient, lovely, and tolerant for others. I can mature spiritually. I can be certain of God's truth and the lifestyle which he has called us to. I can have a new attitude and a new lifestyle. I can be kind and compassionate to others. I can forgive others. I can understand that God's will is. I can give thanks for everything. I don't have to always have my own agenda. I can honor God through my marriage. I can parent my children with composure. I can be strong. I have God's power. I can stand firm in the day of evil. I am not alone. I am growing. I am his disciple. I am not in want. I am promised eternal life. I am promised a full life. My heart and mind is protected with God's peace. I am chosen and dearly loved. I'm almost finished. I am no longer condemned. I am not helpless. I am overcoming. I am persevering. I am protected. I am born again. I am a new creation. I am delivered. I am redeemed from the curse of law. I am qualified to share his inheritance. I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious. Say, say, I surrender. That's you. Surrender. surrender. If that's you, let's just be one big worship team. Surrender your marriage. Your husband or wife is not saved and and they don't want to be saved. Surrender them right now. And I surrender. spiritual warfare happening 
in us, we, when we live that lifestyle and we sing that, it's almost like we have, it's like we feel rumble. We get excited because we know that rumble is God working in the midst and his timing. Let me tell you a secret what I do. I can't sing for my life. That's why, that's one of the reasons why I married who I married. And God has blessed me. For somebody that doesn't like myself, God has blessed me tremendously. Because even in my not liking myself, I got people that love me. Like, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter how awkward I feel, how awkward I may be at the moment. I got people that love me. That's family for you. Amen? Something happens when we surrender. We get a rumble. Our spirit starts, it's like we activated something. And we activated God's spirit connecting with our spirit. And stuff has to change. And we might be going through something and, and our circumstances might not change. But what happens? What happens? start feeling God how do we how, how do we feel God like a what like a, like a what is it like a mighty wind like a rushing wind Jesus breathe with him. breathe on us breathe on us Mark I want you to stand with me today he said that he doesn't sing you know and I'm not gonna ask you to sing but you know what man I've seen you worship and I don't think can't nobody out worship this man right here because I mean if you know him you know his his life revolves around worship around music you know and so even though you say you can't sing I want to stand with you and I want to sing for you all right can we do that today so if there's someone you're sitting next to and you feel that they've been going through something right now and this ministry and this message has been speaking to them then just stand up and let's intercede with our worship today can we do that can we do that we're gonna sing the next part of this song and for all of you guys who consider yourself a worshiper man I want you to worship from the depths of your soul today you guys ready? Come on. Like a rushing wind. Just say, say, like a rushing wind. Jesus
Give them a shout. Get excited because somebody is going to have victory. Hallelujah. In the midst of your storm, you will have victory. In your midst, in your flock, you will have victory. Father, we pray right now. As we dismiss, we pray right now. Marriages will be restored in the name of Jesus. We come against divorce in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Father God. Men will rise up and be the men of God. The warriors you call them to be. The ladies will be the women of God. You have created them to be. We are beautifully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. It doesn't, doesn't matter what anybody else says, God. What matters is what you say in your word. What matters is what you tell us in worship. And what matters is what you tell us daily. But help us to have wisdom in our sufferings. Help us to have wisdom in the midst of our trial. Help us. We want to be mature for you. We want to grow. We want to lose that in the spirit around that, that weight that holds us down, that sin. The chains that entangle us. We want to loosen them in the name of Jesus. Right, you're gonna leave here after this, and, and, and doubt's gonna seek in. Depression's gonna seek in. Come against it in your own way. All you have to do is surrender and speak Jesus in your mess. Believe that Jesus does power in that name. Speak Jesus on your kids, speak Jesus in your household, speak Jesus on your spouse. Speak Jesus in your bedroom, in the shower, wherever you may go. If you're on a train, speak Jesus. Plug yourself in. Say, mighty breath of God, blow on me today. Mighty breath of God, blow on me today. See, see, when you go to the gym and work out, you're going to be sore the next day. But when we work out in the spirit realm, there's no soreness. Yes. We run faster. We don't complain that we can't get up. No, we get up. And when we walk faster. seal seal it we believe we say I surrender and believe it and we're going to live it there will be change for you to, to for your presence to linger in us some of us can't even the presence of God can't even linger in us because we're doing so many stuff that we're not supposed to be doing 
have to say it. Relationships might have to change after today. Your garbage bags, spirit garbage bags is going to get filled after today. We have to remove certain things to get closer to God. Amen. Jesus, we thank you for today. And we ask that you seal today so much that we can feel the same atmosphere when we leave this place. Until we leave. As we leave this place, but never your presence. Until we come back here Wednesday night for prayer. Because we're desperate for you. Not because we're bored and we just happen to be in the neighborhood. No, we come here because we're desperate for you. Because it's hard to do it ourselves. So we need the body. We need the word. We need God's presence. We need your breath of life. We need to surround ourselves with godly people. We're like-minded people. We ask these things in your precious holy name. In your precious holy name. Can everybody say amen? Amen. Can you say amen like you believe something happened? Don't say amen because of me. Say amen because you believe God did something. Amen. You dismiss whenever you want to leave. Like a rushing. blessing and uh, to all those you encountered this week and remember the word of God over your life you are victorious